Our service will begin in just a few moments, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. For the month of August, we're doing this wonderful healing series, The Heart of Healing, and we're looking at the power of the practices of healing. We're looking at love. We're looking at imagination. We are looking at the power of healing that Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, has taught. Myrtle says it is really important to pray, of course, but also we must use these practices as well to facilitate our healing, knowing that the master healer lives within. So we're just grateful you're with us today. We look forward to your presence here on virtually with us today, and know that you will have a wonderful experience. Our music today is outstanding. We're so blessed to have such a wonderful music department. So let's go in and really enjoy the service. And follow me, let's go. I want to invite you to join us in our opening prayer. And this morning, my opening prayer is for the prayer request in our community. So just know that with each of these prayer requests, there's a situation, there's an experience, there's a name, there's a life that is attached to it. So let us go within. Let us go within and remember our spiritual community this morning. Today, we pray with those that have requested our prayers. We pray with those that have recently lost loved ones. We pray with all those dealing with COVID-19. We pray with their families. We pray with their doctors, their medical team. We pray with those that are not able to be with their loved ones because of COVID-19. We pray with those in isolation and quarantine. We pray with those dealing with cancer. We pray with their families. We pray with those experiencing physical pain. We pray with those dealing with depression and their caregivers. We pray with those that are lonely. We pray with those that are afraid. We pray with those that are ill and their medical teams and their families. We pray with those that are unemployed and underemployed and looking for work. We pray with those that are in abusive relationships. We pray with those that are active in their addictions and we pray with those that are in recovery. We pray with those that are doing their forgiveness work. We pray with those that have recently divorced and any children in the family we pray with as well. We pray with those that have been abandoned by their family or friends. We pray with those held at the borders of our country, especially families and children. We pray with those that are in prison and those that are in the process of rehabilitation. We pray with those that have been abused by our criminal justice system. We pray with those that have been denied their civil rights. We pray with those that are struggling with their faith. And we pray with clergy and other religious leaders. We pray with our city leaders, our state leaders, our national leaders. We pray for our country. We pray for our world. We pray for our spiritual community, Unity Minneapolis, its board of trustees, its leadership, its staff, its ministers, volunteers. We pray with each other. We pray with our prayer ministry, our prayer chaplain ministry, our Unity Cares, our service angels, and we pray with our healing ministry. We pray with those extending kindness into the world. And so this morning we pause. We pause and we give thanks that regardless of appearances, that God is greater than any of these circumstances. God is greater than any of these experiences. And we see each and every person and we see each and every experience surrounded by the love and the light of God. And we give thanks in advance for answered prayer. 
giving thanks for answered prayer. And so we are grateful at this time to be the hands and the feet and the voice of the divine as we go forth in this world to do what is ours to do. We are indeed grateful. Grateful for the opportunity to know this divine presence. Grateful for our community. And we hold those that have requested our prayer today in a consciousness of love and a consciousness of light. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Let's continue our time together in prayer with this beautiful song. Join us. Thank you. Thank you for this day, Spirit. Thank you for this day. We're so grateful you're with us today. And if you're with us, not only I know that you will be blessed, but we'll be blessed as well. You've come at the right and perfect time. Today, our service is about love. And we're just going to be washed in love today because we're all great lovers, right? We're all great lovers because that Spirit of God is within us. It's the love that we're able to express.
We're so glad you're with us. Our core value here, one of our core values is that of welcoming. So dear friends, we welcome you. And we invite you to invite others to watch with you or to start a watch party on Facebook. How much fun is that? But just remember this, my dear friends, that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, and I often say, and I've been many places, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. And so it is. Amen. And Reverend Jeanette will share the daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit our, uh, an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is appreciation, and we affirm, I am grateful for the good in my life. Today, I take time to appreciate the abundance that surrounds me. I notice the beauty of the natural world, the talent and dedication behind the music and art I enjoy, and the skill and commitment of the people who work to maintain a safe and orderly world. The more I focus my attention on everything I have to appreciate in my life, the more I notice even more blessings. I am eager to share the gift of appreciation, so I give my full attention to someone I care about as we share a meal or a favorite activity or simply a quiet moment together. Feeling grateful for, a life's, for my life's blessings, I feel renewed appreciation for the love and beauty that enriches my life. And scripture says in Luke verses 10, uh, chapter, chapter 10, verse 23, then turn to the disciples, Jesus said, to them privately. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. The word for today is appreciation. Amen.
Though I may give all I possess And striving so take some time and promote a peaceful stillness and relax in the quiet and slow our thoughts. We slow our thoughts and truly find ourselves in the present moment. Placing your hand in the area of your heart is where the essence of our being resides. Right here, with this contact, we are reminded of our heartbeat and our breath. This energy center shares with us the truth of each moment we connect with it. We were created in love. No matter how we came into this world or how our life is experienced at this moment, there is always access to love. Let us take a moment and be with our heart right now. Let us breathe into the possibility of being with the experience of the life-giving quality of love as we rest in the silence.
As we return to this time and space, may we know that the true experience of love is much more than a pleasant feeling, even more than courage and endurance. Love is creation, bringing forth a newness. Be it a new expression, a new experience, a birth or a new perspective. Love will show us the way to make connections with ourselves and others. If we are willing to slow ourselves as our entire planet has just had the opportunity to experience, we can heighten our capacity for generating health, wholeness, and love in our lives. We can commune with that which is our highest good and align with our truest heart's desires. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. In this moment, in this place, I remember who I am, letting fear and worry fall away from me. I open my eyes and see there is all
There is only Thank you, Dane. Thank you, Laurie. As I wipe the tears out of my eyes before I get up here this morning, I want to thank you again for uh, honoring that request this morning. Uh, the song I was introduced not that, not that long ago, and um, it was actually written in about 2010, I understand, and it was actually written by Michael Gott. Michael Gott wrote the lyrics, and then... Um, Oh, someone added some lyrics to it. I'm just trying to think who it Karen was. Drucker. Karen Drucker, of course. And so Karen Drucker has sung that song a lot, and so has Michael Gott. But Karen Drucker, Michael initially wrote the lyrics, and then Karen adds, added some to it. And it has just been one of the most popular New Thought songs that I know of. And why I love the song so much is because it's really simple. It's just a simple song. You know, and New Thought and our teachings are simple. They're so simple, a child can understand them. And at the same time, that does not mean that they are easy. Simple does not necessarily mean easy. And I believe that this song, for me, really outlines a way of life, a way of life that I can live, a way of life that you can live. So this morning, I want to really honor Honor again that you did the song, and then also honor the artist of the song. But it has meant so much to me, and I just want to um, share with you some of the lyrics again, and then maybe speak into those lyrics and see what, and what it means to my life. You know, it starts out, says, in this moment, in this place, in this moment, this is where we experience God. We experience God in the moment. We experience God in the beautiful things and the not-so-beautiful things. We experience God in the, the health and the wholeness, and we experience God also in those that are experiencing less than health and wholeness. But we live in the moment, and that's the only way we can live. Now, don't misunderstand me. It's important, I believe, for us to have visions. It's important for us to have goals. And yet at the same time, we function in this world in the moment. And you hear me talking often about living consciously, living consciously. And we are aware in the moment of what is happening in our life. I know just the other day I was walking and I was walking in nature. And suddenly I realized I was not enjoying nature. I was thinking about all those things I had to do or all those things that I felt that I had done wrong, the future and the past. And I immediately brought my attention back to the moment and began to truly enjoy the moment. And it says, in this moment and in this place, we are where we are. We are where we are 
That does not mean that we cannot go somewhere else. It doesn't mean that we cannot grow in consciousness. But we began our journey where we are. When we have that special awakening, then we began. Eckhart Tolle, of course, has written a wonderful book. It's called The Power of Now. And he addresses a little bit about us living in the moment. And let me share just a quick reading with you. He says, if you find it hard to enter the now or in the moment directly, start by observing the habitual tendency of your mind to want to escape from the now. You will observe that the future is usually imagined as either better or worse than the present. If the imagined future is better, it gives you hope or pleasurable anticipation. If it's worse, it creates anxiety. Both are illusions. Through self-observation, more presence comes into your life automatically. The moment you realize you are not present, you are present. So isn't it wonderful that we can start this whole journey by just observing ourselves and realizing that we are not present. And the moment we realize we are not, we are present. So our journey starts in the moment. In this place is where our journey starts. And then he goes on to say, and I remember who I am. Wow. I think we're all going to have to get to that point in our life where we stop and we pause and we have to ask that question. Who am I? Or Imelda Shanklin would put it this way. What am I? You know, we are, and you hear me say it so often, and I say it as much for me as anyone else. We are spiritual beings and we're having this human experience. And what a roller coaster we're on right now. But we are spiritual beings having this human experience And it is through remembering that, that I am just not human. And I hear, I'm I'm honoring the divine human. Don't misunderstand me. But at the same time, when we hear these things, I can't, or I'm only human. We are so much more than that. We have a body that functions, but we are more than our body. We are more, we are that truly essence of the divine. We are made in the image and the likeness of the divine, and how often we can forget that in our life. I think also some of us have struggled with worthy issues, and if we do not feel worthy, we are not going to feel that divine presence. We're not even going to acknowledge that divine presence. It's so important for us to begin to feel worthy in our life. I know that my initial journey of feeling worthy was through a 12-step program. Because I had been beat up, I was not feeling worthy of being a gay man, I was not feeling, I had been told I was, was, I was not to be worthy. There was something that was wrong with you. You were damaged merchandise. Perhaps you too have felt that you were damaged merchandise, that you were damaged and you were not whole. But I love that 12-step slogan that I hear so often, God doesn't make any junk. God doesn't make any junk. And I am totally whole and well and complete as long as I remember that. And you are too. 
regardless of your sexual identity, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of the color of your skin, regardless of what you're experiencing right now, you are that perfect child of God. And in this moment, in this moment, when I can realize that, that I am indeed worthy, and I remember who and what I am, regardless of the circumstances in the outside world, when I remember that, then I can let go, or I should say it's easier to let go of fear and worry. Fear and worry, because you know who you are. You know that you are God in expression. And you can let go of that fear. Fear blocks so many things in our life, does it not? Fear affects us emotionally. Fear affects our bodies. And so does worry. Worry affects the same thing. So it's important for us, my dear friends, to begin to let go of that fear. And to move from fear into faith, the theme of this year's World Day of Prayer, but to take and begin to move fear into faith. Charles Fillmore reminds us that fear is like a mist coming over our mind. And when it does, he says, it stops the mental activity. I can relate to that. When I am fearful, it is truly, truly, truly challenging for me to begin and to be creative in my life. I have to know that not only am I physically safe, but I am also emotionally safe as well. And then, of course, you've heard me speak of worry numerous times. And I often say, if you're going to pray, don't worry. If you're going to worry, don't pray. Because you see, it's important for we, when we have this prayer today to acknowledge the facts. We did that this morning. We pray with our community and we acknowledge these beautiful facts. And we pray with the facts. But then when we got to the end of the prayer, did you notice that we proclaim the truth? We proclaim the truth knowing that God is present in the midst in each of every one of these. And so often when I'm experiencing some of these challenging things we prayed about, it is so important for me to allow someone else to hold that prayer when I am not able to see the truth. And therefore, therefore, our prayer ministry here at Unity Minneapolis. It is important, my friends, to look, and if we're in that moment, to notice if we are in fear. And immediately by remembering who we are and what we are, we are able to move to faith, to move to faith. And he says, when we can do that, then fear and worry fall away from me. Fall away from me. How, Pat Williamson, can you be in fear and worry if you know without a doubt that God is your source? How can I be in fear and worry if I know without a doubt that God is wholeness in my life. God is all there is. Love is all there is. And so when I realize that, it's easier to let it slide, to let it go. And then it says, we open our eyes and see. We, that is a whole lesson in itself. 
we open our eyes and see. Let me share a quick story with you. A small boy was found trying on his grandma's glasses, and his mother asked why. He said, I want to wear glasses like grandma because she can see much more than other people. She can see when people are hungry and tired or sorry, and she can even see what will make them feel better. She can see how to fix a lot of things so they're fun, and she can see what someone's meant to do, even if he didn't do it right. She can see when someone is going to cry. She can see how to get him smiling again. I asked her one day how she could see so good. And she said it was the way she learned to look at things. The way she learned to look at things. So when I get older, I want a pair of glasses just like grandma's so I can see as good as that too. You see, when we open our eyes to see, we are not talking about just the eyes, our physical eyes. Yes, we are. That's important. But we are talking about the eyes of the heart. We're talking about opening our eyes to see with the eyes of the heart, as Reverend Jeanette referred to. The eyes of love. Mr. Butterworth would say we have to look beyond appearances that's when I teach we have to know the facts. We have to acknowledge them, and we have to look beyond the facts, and we have to see the truth in our life. So yes, it's a skill. It's a skill that we developed, and it's not always easy. It's we're also called to see the good or to look for the good in every situation. And oh my goodness, it's not always easy to see, is it? It's a challenge sometimes. The news, oh my goodness. I struggle that balance in my life. But we are called to look beyond appearances. And even if we cannot see it, we can know that it is present. And you go, oh my goodness, how can the good be present in that? It's present because it is, it is present and it is concealed. It is concealed, but it's the opportunity to be revealed. It is the opportunity for change, the opportunity to do things differently. It's the opportunity to wake up and see things in a different way. But in order to wake up and to see things in a different way, we have to look beyond the physical eyes. We have to have grandma glasses, and we have to look from the eyes of our heart. There is only love. There is only love. I believe, and I love the name love for my name for God. One scripture, very simple. God is love. God is love. So my dear friends, if God is love and God is everywhere present as we teach, then that means that love is everywhere present, regardless, regardless of how it seems to be expressing in our life. It has the potential to express good in our life.
Now, so often we think that love is an emotion. Love is an emotion. And it often expresses most of the time through our feeling nature, not our thinking nature. So it expresses through that feeling nature. And it is so closely tied to emotion that we often confuse it with emotion. Sometimes, you know, are, are, is it an emotional type of love you're experiencing? Or is it a divine type of love that you're experiencing? Love is a power. Love is a power, something that we can use in our life for good. One of the books that I enjoy is a book called The Twelve Gifts. The Twelve Gifts, and it's by... Uh, William Walsh, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. It's a fairly old book, but I love it when he talks about love. And he says in this short little chapter, he says on love, he says, you may ask, how can I tell whether or not I'm experiencing genuine love toward a person or emotion? There is one way that you can always tell. Ask yourself whether or not you have conditions on your love toward this person. Take a breath, Pat. Yes. Do I have conditions on this person for me to experience that love? Must I have a certain manner for must they have a certain manner for you to love them? May they love you in return or receive, must they love you in return or receive, to receive your love? Let me say that again. Must they love you in return to receive your love? Do you require that they believe a certain way for you to love them? In other words, if you have conditions on your love towards a person, it is not love. It is emotionalism. Oh, my goodness. Now, he goes on to say in this chapter that we are all deserving of emotional love. And I believe that with all my heart, too. But he says, don't get the two mixed up. So when you say, see, it's our nature. It is our nature to love. In fact, all we can do is love We have unlimited amount of love within us. And we don't need an object to love. We can express love without that object. We can be be that floodlight of love to the world. So love means, my dear friends, that you want the good for everybody, not just certain people. You don't want a laser light. You want the floodlight. You want love for everyone in the world. And you want the love that you feel in your heart for everyone in the world as well. So you see, love is about wanting good for everybody, regardless of their behavior. Regardless of their behavior. Love is also a an attracting force. I'm I'm glad of that. It's an attracting force. Gravity, in some ways, is love. It holds us to the planet. Thank you, God. 
And it's impersonal. It's impersonal. It doesn't say one morning, well, Pat, I think I'm going to release you from the planet. Zoom, off you go. But I'm going to leave Dane on the planet. No, it's universal. And it is an attracting force. Those things that we love in our life, we attract to us. I'm going to say that again. Those things that we love in our life, we attract to us. So love is an attracting force. Love uh, is a harmonizing force as well. Mr. Uh, Fillmore, co-founder of our unity movement, talks about love as a harmonizing force in health. Let me see if I can find... Oh, yes. Love is the great harmonizer and healer. Whoever calls on God as Holy Spirit for healing is calling on divine love. Divine love will bring your own to you, adjust all misunderstandings, and make your life and affairs healthy and happy and harmonious and free. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. And he also talks about that the first step in spiritual healing, this is Mr. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement. Now he's talking about spiritual healing here. And I have often seen people spiritually healed, but not necessarily cured. There is a difference. It says, the first step in spiritual healing is to believe. And the next step is openness and receptivity to the stream of healing life. Through the exercise of faith and our words, our spiritual quality is fused into unity with the power of the Christ, and the work is marvelously accomplished. I am so grateful that unity teaches healing. The co-founder, Myrtle Fillmore, was very clear about that as she went through that process of working with that divine presence to heal her body. Our healing ministry here at Unity Minneapolis is a powerful ministry. And they are very clear that they are a vessel for spirit. They are the vessel for spirit. They are not the healer, but that vessel. And often I hear them say, it is not I, but the Christ within that does the work. It is not I, but the Christ within who does the work. That is the healing. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotional healing. Emotional healing. Yes, there is only love. And love heals. And love sets us free. Love, it's being free, as, as, as Charles Fillmore would say, is having no attachment, having a sense of well-being. And yet I believe until, and we can be, most, most of us are physically free. And yet at some point, we want to get rid of those chains that are binding us. Chains that are binding us through our belief systems and other things. We want to let them go so that we can be free. But let me also share with you, as we look around this world, we teach oneness here at Unity. We're all one. We are all one. So regardless, we are not free until all are free. You see, my dear friends, this is the situation. 
I am my brother, I am my sister. I am me, but I am also we. I am also the we. And so it's important, my friends, to do what we are called to do, to see that all are free. Free to, to live life and to live it abundantly. And then, of course, we could do two more series on this as well, and that's not going to happen. But I just want to run through the verses real quick. When I lose myself, when I've seen I'm lost on my way, I go inside and quiet my mind, and gently, Spirit says, there is only love. Love that heals, love that set me free, there's only love. Oh, my goodness, we teach it. When we are in an uproar, we go inside. We immediately go inside for guidance. And we go to God first. And then we go to humankind as God directs. And then I love it. And I know his voice of love is singing through my life. It all, it's all that I am, every part of me that I choose to be. This voice we know. It is the voice of love. It is the voice of God expressing through you and expressing through me. Emmett Fox, wonderful metaphysician says, if we could just all love enough, and I believe consciously, the world would be free. I love you. I bless you. I'm a great lover. And so it is. Amen.
Love is the answer. Love is the answer. I told you we're going to have a great Love Sunday, and it's just been marvelous. Thank you for the marvelous music today. Thank you so much. And, you know, we invite you to make a gift to Unity in Minneapolis. We make our gifts where we're spiritually fed. And our prayer today is that in some way you have been spiritually fed. We try, attempt to make this easy for you. You can text us at uh, give to unity 77977 It should be on your screen. And also, you can give it, donate at unityminneapolis.org, and you can use the old-fashioned way. Put it in the mail. We still get mail. Thank you, God. And so let us know together our offertory blessing. Together we know that divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am, and now silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So we take a moment and we bless these gifts, full of joy and gratitude. Thank you, God. 
We bless the gifts that's been received electronically. We bless the gifts that's been received in the mail. We bless those participating in our consistent giving program, unexpected income program. We bless all of these gifts, acknowledging the one source, God, acknowledging them, giving thanks for the many channels. And we send these gifts forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our Unity Prayer Chaplains are holding sacred space at home. They are awesome. I had the pleasure of just being with them just for a few moments yesterday via Zoom. And I can assure you, my dear friends, that they have a heart of prayer and that they continue to hold us in prayer. And so by all means, if you have a prayer request today, go to our website. It should be on the front page. Click prayer and fill out that prayer request. It will immediately, immediately go to our prayer ministry and our prayer chaplains. We're also blessed today to having the sanctuary, Cassidy Meeks. Cassidy Meeks is our youth and family ministry director. She's awesome. And she has a few words to say. Hello, everyone. We are excited to say that we still are here. We're online in the youth and family ministry. We've got three offerings. One is for the preschool to fifth grade. We meet at 9 a.m. Central. We pop on Zoom for just 20 minutes of singing and mindfulness. Today we talked about kindness and we shared our love with the world. Um, it was wonderful. Our Uniteens, our sixth to eighth graders, meet at 1130, as do our YOU. We've got two separate offerings for them. Uh, Uniteens are today talking about beliefs and how we form them with Tammy and myself. And then the YOU are doing their series on healing racism. So it's going to be a great time. Hope you'll join us. If you don't know where to go, request a Zoom link on our website. Just go to the youth page, and under virtual events, you can click to, to request a link. And we would love to see you there. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Cassidy. Thank you. And also, I just want to, um, many of you received our email blast this week, and that email blast was truly about um, letting you know that we will not be opening on September the 6th as we had hoped to. This decision was made not easy, but primarily because of your health, your health and your safety. And so we will continue to stream for now. We do, I'm excited also to let you know that we do have a regathering plan in place. It is four stages. This is on our website, and we invite you to look at those four stages. And it has to do, again, with safety, and it also has to do with the conditions in the outside world here around COVID and the number of cases. And so, by all means, take just a few moments to look at that and continue to hold all of us in prayer. We also want to invite you again, as you have in our announcements, that next week, we will have a Zoom town hall meeting that is at 11 o'clock. Our board will be present, and you can ask any questions you want, and we'll also inform you anything that we know about as well. But we really want you to be a part of that. You can always reach our board of trustees at board at unityminneapolis.org. And then I want to remind you, most of you know this as well, but I want to take this time to do it. I... Um, Tuesday is an important day. Tuesday is the primary election here in the state of Minnesota. 
And I'm going to encourage you to vote. I'm going to encourage you to vote, vote safely, obviously. But also, as you go into that voting booth, take your unity values with you. I want to quote someone that I'm really, I didn't know a lot about him until he actually passed. And I'm sad to say that. He grew up about 30 miles from where I grew up. And that is John Lewis, the former congressman. And he says, the vote is the most powerful, nonviolent tool we have. How powerful is that? So come and be a part of the solutions in our country as well. That's it. I believe I'm going to invite Reverend Jeanette up, and I'm, I'm going to invite Cassidy Meeks up with me as well. And X marks the spot, and um, we're going to have our prayer for protection and our peace song, okay? So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The light of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell. And our peace song.
hard to play just one note at a time, it seems. Our love is here to stay Not for a year But ever and a day The radio And the telephone And the movies that we know May just be passing fancies And in time may go But oh my dear Our love is here to stay Together we're going a long, long way In time the Rockies may crumble, Gibraltar may tumble They're only made of clay, but our love is here Our love is here Our love is here to stay Dave. Thanks Thanks. for being with us. See you soon. See you Friday at 5 and next Sunday morning.